Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Mo Money, Mo Houses. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse, and today I'm very excited to interview my next guest. I've known this wonderful woman for a number of years, and you may know her as Sarah from Suburban Finance, a personal finance blog. She used to also run uh, another blog. I don't know if any of you know it. It's called uh, When Life Gives You Lemons at Vodka. It used to be a huge favorite of mine back in the day, but now she's kind of moved on, and she has this new awesome website called Unsettled.org. And I'm going to talk to her about that and her new role as a business coach as well. And we're also going to be talking about how to make money online. So thank you, Sarah, for joining me on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So let's kind of start from the beginning. I've known you for several years, which is awesome to see kind of where you started from and to where you are now. Um, Because I met you back when I think you maybe just finished school and then you start, you had like got your first job. I think that was like right when I met you. And you had the blog, When Life Gives You Lemons, Add Vodka, which is an awesome name. <laughs> um, and yeah, we all, I just remember we all, you and Jeremy from Modest Money and uh, Kevin from Liquid Independence. And was it maybe, maybe that was it. The couple from the outlier model. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all met in Vancouver and it was super scary because we just all like coordinated over email. We're like, let's all meet. And we're like, oh, I hope we don't get murdered by one of these people because we don't actually know who, he's, who we are. But anyways, <laughs> long story short, we met and we liked each other and we've been following each other ever since. Beautiful relationship. It's a story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So when you, so you no longer have the blog at vodka you actually ended up yeah 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 so you ended up selling at which is pretty cool that fyi if you ever start a blog and you make it really popular you can sell it for money pretty cool oh it was not really popular well it was popular in my mind it was just an og and been around for forever (laughs) (laughs) um but so i yeah when i met you you were like kind of a you worked for a company and you're an employee and you're into that and now you've kind of made a huge life transition Recently, I guess in the new year, you made that you want to, let's kind of, do you want to go from the beginning about like when you started your blog and to how that kind of helped you lead to where you are today as like a solopreneur? Absolutely. So I started um, at Vodka in 2010. So that was August. So yeah, that's forever ago on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I started in 2010 and I really started because I was bored. I just moved to the lower mainland and um, we didn't have that many friends yet. I hadn't started school yet. So mm-hmm. I was just like, what am I going to do with my life? So I started a blog mm-hmm. and I've always been a writer. I've always loved writing, mm-hmm. but I had always had this sort of theory that people should only really, I hate this term, but follow their passions and do what they love mm-hmm. on the side. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, just put in your time, retire at 55 or 65, you know, get a job with a pension and then bide your time until you can retire and doing what you love really should just be a hobby. And mm-hmm. that was just, I don't know where that came from. Well, I think lots of people have that idea, honestly. So it's probably just came from everybody. <laughs> yeah, society for sure. Yeah. I think we get this like idea that we can't get paid to do what we love mm-hmm. because that just sounds too good to be true, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and that was just like the assumption that I operated under for years. And then I realized, well, I was blogging for forever and I sat down and I hadn't, I was anonymous. So I hadn't told my family and friends about my blog. That's um, right. I forgot that yeah. you were anonymous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was anonymous up until last fall. Wow. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it was loosey goosey. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone that knew. I met knew who I was <laughs> and everything like that. But my mom discovered my blog. 
So she just found out about it. Like not from you? Not from, from like me. Google? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then a coworker found out about my blog, put the two and oh. two together. His wife had been reading for years. Wow. Yeah. That was in the new year, actually, I think, or or late December. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, this is silly. Why am I even anonymous? This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Like, let's just, and I love writing and I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at it. So like, let's just put it out there. So um, when I was kind of coming out to my friends and family and saying, hey, this is what I do, I was having a conversation with a friend one day and um, we were talking about work and I was talking about my career in HR and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just kind of chomping at the bit to do something different and I'd kind of been maxed out with the challenges that my my current Mm -hmm. job was giving me. And and then I started talking about my blog and we were just kind of talking everything career and Mm -hmm. she looked at me and she's like, why are you pursuing a career in HR when clearly you absolutely love blogging and mm-hmm. and writing and like you know creating communities and I kind of looked at her and I was like well that doesn't pay the bill she's like you, you just told me it does <laughs> like, okay like, oh wait but like I don't know if it's sustainable and back mm-hmm. then like I wasn't I, I mean I was blog- advertising mainly and Mm -hmm. that's how I was earning money so that's not really sustainable Mm -hmm. but I started looking into okay well if I'm not advertising can you really Mm -hmm. make a career out of blogging and really doing what you love and turns out you can Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like and I you know started an Etsy store and I was just kind of Mm -hmm. creatively at my peak and I realized that you know, everything that I was learning a lot of people didn't know about so Mm -hmm. I started Unsettle based on helping people really kind of find their way in yeah. their careers and doing what they love. Because I just think it's so sad that people hate their jobs. Yeah, it's, it's the worst feeling. I've been there. I'm sure most people listening right now are probably listening to this podcast because they hate their job and they just need something to preoccupy <laughs> their time. But yeah, it's, it's a terrible feeling because, you know, you look at how many years you have to work. And if you're going to, you know, retire at 65, that's most of your life working something that you hate. There's, and I, I'm definitely the believer. It's like, yeah, I hate the term, follow your passion, but, um, yeah, life's too short to do something you hate. Right. So true. You spend so so much time at work. Yeah. So eight hours a day. Um, if you're lucky, so most people spend like 10 hours a day and then they spend an hour each way commuting or half an hour each way, whatever Mm -hmm. way you cut it. You're spending so much time thinking about work, getting ready for work, sleeping so that you can go to work with a fresh mind. Like Mm -hmm. your life revolves around your work. So why not make it revolve around work that you love Mm -hmm. so that the lines kind of blur between work and life. So I kind of just totally swapped my thoughts around that when I kind of realized that, you know, you really can make money doing what you love. And for me, that was writing mm-hmm. um, and now podcasting and just community building in general and being mm-hmm. able to influence and being people. like an online entrepreneur. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is super cool because, you know, for my day job, I work in digital marketing and it's, I think something that people don't really know or they're kind of afraid of. They're like, oh, is that sustainable? Making money online? Actually, yeah, <laughs> it is. It, you just have to be smart about it and do your research. And that's kind of part of, I guess, what your whole unsettle is about is just like, there's so many different ways you can do it. You don't have to just do one way, like make a blog and have advertising. You can do this, this, and this. Exactly. Yeah. So I started unsettle.org. Um, and that would be like my new site, the one that I'm teaching people. Mm-hmm. It, and you it's started like that, when did that launch? It launched launch on January 5th. January 5th. Yeah. So year. fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like just you know that you've hit your sweet spot in anything that you're doing, whether it's writing or anything creative or even your career when your growth just happens. Like Mm -hmm. I have been working my butt off, but I was working my butt off with everything that I've done. Like I am a hustler. Yeah. So 
like I've been working probably just as much with Unsettle as I did with my previous blogs or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just exploded like 10 times the growth. My first day mm-hmm. doubled my best day in traffic really? on my blog that I had for four year, or why five do, years. Why do you think that is? Is just you kind of figured out the niche that was right for you or, or the right, you know, or, or, or I don't know. I think it's something to do with that. So it's a topic that I'm clearly very passionate about, mm-hmm. interested in. Also, it's something that I um, kind of fully embraced. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I'm going to put all of my energy and effort toward that. So I really put a lot of research into, you know, building buzz around the brand before I even launched right. and building a following before I even launched and everything like that. Um, so that and then you know just I think that it when you're writing like a blog post for instance if you're not convinced on the topic yourself Mm -hmm. or if you're not enthusiastic about the topic yourself how can you expect your readers to be yeah right so for me with personal finance like I love money I love Mm -hmm. my own money (laughs) I love money too (laughs) (laughs) great I just love money But like, I love my own money yeah. and I'm not super interested in helping other people get on top of theirs. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay. I like to talk about, you know, my own money, like yeah. earning more or whatever. Yeah, You're more interested in the whole, like, how can I make more than how can I create a budget spreadsheet? Exactly. Yeah. So teaching people, you know, five ways you can save money on groceries or even yeah. like a really good in-depth post about, you know, whatever it is financially, it was just like, it wasn't my jam. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, and it just like became evident as this, the day I launched on Zell, Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. But, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you find, so I guess what I'm really curious is it's awesome that you, you know, took that big leap and you, you know, quit your full-time job to start this online business and work for yourself. Like how did that, what was your kind of game plan beforehand? Like, did you prepare several months in advance or like, that just seems like a crazy idea to me. Like, how did you start? What was your kind of strategy beforehand? It's just, it is crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, I don't even (laughs) like, what am I doing right now? Totally. (laughs) It's working Um, out. It's working out. I didn't even, when I started on sale, I did not want to quit my day job. Like I, I quit my full-time day job back in July so that I could take a contract, give myself a raise, give myself like a better position. And I really loved where I worked. Mm -hmm. Like I loved it. I loved the team that I was working with. I loved the work that I was working on. So I I do think that you can definitely, quotation, unquotation, follow your passion Mm -hmm. within a day job. I think that's completely possible. And I loved where I worked. Um, But I wanted to take a trip. So Mm -hmm. I love to travel as well. And I kind of got bit by the travel bug. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Nepal on my honeymoon with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to Bali and then I got back and I was like, no, you know what? I want to travel again. Like I can't even, yeah. I can't just stay here and do three works, three weeks of, of travel a year yeah. whenever my employer says I'm allowed to go. Exactly. It's probably going to be in the summer and I hate traveling in the summer because it's <laughs> hot and sweaty and like there's mosquitoes or whatever bugs. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Gross. A lot more freedom. Totally. So, um, and I'm a control freak. So I like to be able to control, you know, when I'm off and on or whatever and my employer was super flexible back then because it was a contract so I was able to say hey I want to like take a break from my contract for these four weeks when I went to Nepal or whatever Mm -hmm. um but they just couldn't swing the whole seven weeks or in you know I actually didn't know how long I was going to be gone for I booked a one-way ticket to Portugal Mm -hmm. with a fellow blogger Marissa from Mm 36months.com so we did that and so I I approached my employer and I was like hey so 
they wanted to extend my contract. And this was in the same meeting when they were like handing me a piece of paper saying, we want to extend your contract. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going on this trip and I would love if I could come back to my job because, I mean, in HR, you're doing really similar things to what I'm doing with Unsettled. It's helping people with their career. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it was very in line with what I'm doing and mm-hmm. um, had so much flexibility there and I loved the, the job. But she said, you know, we really can't hold off on hiring right. another contractor for how, we don't even know how long, right? Right. So, so yeah, it made the decision for me. Yeah, exactly. I, it was kind of simple. You're like, well, it's just not meant to be then. I guess I'm going to do do this, you know, my own business. Going full in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's the story behind why I quit, when I quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I was gone in Europe for six weeks. Um, and then I had to come back from a, for a family emergency kind of unexpectedly. Mm. But, yeah, so now I'm... Full-time entrepreneur. <laughs> so one of the things I remember last time we I was in Vancouver and we hung out, um, you told me about kind of one of your ventures because you talk a lot about the different things you can kind of do to, you know, start your own online business and everything. And one of the things we, like you mentioned before, was that Etsy store, which I find super fascinating because it seems like something you sort of fell into it. Um, so how how did that kind of start? Did you have that for a while the Etsy store or was it that something that happened with the the wedding we had yeah you know what people are fascinated by the Etsy store I am I'm just like how because honestly I remember right after we met I'm like Josh I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make some coasters and I think I'm gonna sell them on Etsy and he's like what do you know how to make coasters I'm like I don't know how to make coasters but I I think I think I should do that I don't know I just got really pumped about Etsy did you no (laughs) I I know I have a really great idea for coasters so do it make one that's all you gotta do. I know. We should talk later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Get some tips on Come how to dinner. do this because I'm like, I kind of just want to see if I could do it. You should. Um, so the, the the whole Etsy story is that I had a very DIY wedding back in July and it was probably May or June and I'm obsessed with popcorn. So mm-hmm. if any of my listeners or readers are listening to this in the future, Snow that I am. Yeah, send me some popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with popcorn. Like, you will be in my good books. Um, It's the food source. I actually think I wrote an article on Advoca at one point that was literally called How Money is Like Popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's kind of dry. Anyway, Um, (laughs) so I'm obsessed with popcorn and I wanted to have a popcorn bar at my wedding. So we hired, or we not hired, yeah, I guess we hired, we hired a popcorn machine. Uh, like one of those vintage ones. Oh, I love those. Yeah, right? And yeah. I was like, okay, well, how can I make this like more DIY and like custom? And then I was like, well, why not print on paper bags mm-hmm. with like um, something kind of like branded our wedding or whatever. Yeah, kind of like what people do with like wine bottles. They put their own label on them, right? Totally. Yeah. So I just like, and I'm, I'm a total amateur designer, but I made a very simple design in Photoshop mm-hmm. and then, or Illustrator, or whatever it was. And then I printed off a copy at work just because I wanted to take a picture and send it to my mom mm-hmm. and ask her, like, kind of crowdsource her opinion on yeah. which of the two bags were the best. So I sent her a picture, I took a picture, and then I went to the gym. And I'm on mm-hmm. a treadmill and I'm thinking, like, hey, I've got this picture and I have my phone and I know there's an Etsy sellers app. So, like, why don't I just try to list it and see if there's any buyer so I'm literally on the treadmill I think at this point it was like five in the morning mm-hmm. I don't even know Whoa, why, why? I, don't, I just it's too early sweating for the dress girl. all right all right <laughs> <laughs> so 5 a.m on the treadmill phone in hand and I'm like I've got this iPhone photo I'm just gonna list it so mm-hmm. I listed it and probably five days later I got three orders in one day oh my god so I had made yeah after three months and one of those months we were on vacation because we were on our 
our, yeah. not honeymoon, but our wedding mm-hmm. vacation. So we put the shop on vacation too. So it was really two months of active shop. Mm-hmm. We had made $5,000 and it's really like cost wow. 30 cents to list something on That's Etsy. Crazy. Yeah. And it was amazing. So, and this is like a brand new shop. So we are doing way better even now because mm-hmm. we have reviews and everything like that yeah, and exactly. more products. Um, and this was with an iPhone photo. So, and I didn't change the photo or anything like that. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it was like one bag just printed it off that was easy pictures it was easy yeah i need that staples button that says that was easy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so it just kind of like blew up and we still have the shop now my husband prints everything and i just like um change the designs because we just have like you know basic designs that we put their names in and stuff um and yeah like it's just it's such a fun side hustle and it's not it doesn't take too much of your time like it seems pretty low maintenance very low maintenance yeah because we have like the basic designs we don't really have to do much there's a lot of people that are like oh hey will you do this special order for me and I usually say no because I'm like no like this isn't my full-time job yeah exactly it's just something that I like to do on the side it's really fun and earns us some extra money and like even though there's a lot of bridezillas I've never worked with one so it's like so much fun everyone's so happy they're like I'm getting married honestly and it's like I remember when I was playing my wedding I was just so I would go on Etsy like a maniac just trying because I'd be like, I just need a freaking chalkboard thing. I cannot find it. And so I just go on Etsy mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Like there's so many times where I'm like, I'm about to spend like 150 bucks on some stupid chalkboard thing. But brides, they want like they will pay the money. Like that's such a great, I don't know, like props for you. That is like such a great idea. Like, And it wasn't even like well thought out or anything. Mm-hmm. But, but it's I, like you found a need. Yeah, you right? find a need, you fill it. And I think it also goes to say that, and this is something that I say to my community all the time, is just do it. Like, mm-hmm. don't think too much about it. The analysis paralysis is a real thing and it will like set in and, you know, grab you by yeah. the feet and take you down. So don't overthink it. Just do it. Take a risk. It costs 30 cents to list something on Etsy. So if you want to take that route, it takes five minutes to set up a blog. So if you want to just like start yeah. writing. Yeah. I mean... I go, like, I have this, like, crazy long launch series. I think I've written 10,000 words on it by now. Oh, wow. Um, about how to, like, launch a blog on the right foot mm-hmm. if you're sure about it. But if you're not sure that that's the right path for you, then just do it. Exactly. And see if it is. Because you'll never know is. unless you try. Yeah. And I always say you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. And that yeah. applies to side <laughs> hustles, too. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. You still have the Etsy thing mm-hmm. and you've got your um, Unsettle, which is a blog with resources. And you also sell, like, you've got products on there, sort of. Is that right? Not or just resources yet. or you will. That's something in the future. Yeah. So I'm making a full-time living from Unsettle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're only five months in, so that's really cool. Um, but I do it mainly from affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. So part of unsettling is you have to have a website. Like 
I think the entire world is going in a direction where if you don't have an audience, yeah, specifically an online audience, because I mean, nothing is not online. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have an audience, then you're going to be, you know, like just flat broke, yeah. irrelevant, just, you know, mm-hmm. pointless. So you need an audience and to have an audience, you probably need a website. So exactly. part of like the unsettled roadmap is building your thing mm-hmm. and part of building it is you know finding website hosting and things like that so i make quite a bit of income from um affiliate marketing from hosting and things like that oh, um, cool. email service providers because i just say you know like this is what i use and i yeah. have a couple of tutorials showing people how that they can set up their blogs and and start i don't know if it's not a blog whatever they can set up their websites so i make um quite a bit of my income from that and then i also am a coach so i help people do pretty much everything that i'm talking about right now Mm-hmm. Um, like a business consultant or sort or of, sort except of? for I don't do it for people. Like I will help people find the idea that's right for them, but okay. it's all inside them. Like you, I can't, I can't tell you what you're good at. You need right. to discover it yourself. So I help support you through that process. And we go through, you know, I, I think everyone should have a coach and I think mm-hmm. it's really powerful to, I mean, you, you know, that saying, um, the shoemaker's son runs barefoot. No. Okay. It's a saying. (laughs) But I believe that's a saying. Sure it is. It sounds like a saying. (laughs) So um, I think it's true. Like my husband's a carpenter and Mm -hmm. our house is constantly in a state of construction. Like nothing ever gets done. Mm -hmm. So people are like that with themselves. Like Mm -hmm. we have a really hard time seeing gaps in ourselves. So coaches really just help you see where you need to go. So like you can say, and lots of the times I'm like coaching my clients and they'll like, you know, a month later or whatever, I'll be like talking through something with myself and I'll be like, why don't you just follow your own advice that you told your client? Like just, you know, right. so it's easy to like, it's not easy to self-coach. So I think that coaching is really good. Um, and yeah, so that's what I, I kind of do other than that. And then I'm kind of building my first product right now. So I don't have Exciting. it yet. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll have it in time when this episode airs. And if so, maybe. I will put it in the show notes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys know. So if someone is, you know, listening to this right now, it's like, hmm, this might be something I want to do either on the side or as a full-time job. What kind of, like, as a starting point, what kind of tips could you give them to, like, you know, test the waters or, you know, see if this is something that they want to do, you know, by doing, like, you know, an Etsy store or some kind of online business? Sure. So I think the first step is really to just find out where your skills are. Um, And we're all skilled in something, but I think we tend to think that we are not skilled in anything. Like I know for the longest time I thought, oh, I just don't have any unique skills. Um, And, you know, there is definitely a skill set that you have that you bring to the table that nobody else in the world has. So Mm -hmm. find out what your skills are. um, And, you know, there are so many ways to do that. But And I have a whole blog post about it, and there's like 10 ways that you can do it. But just, you know... Ask even asking friends or family members mm-hmm. what they think your skills are because they know you better than you know yourself, believe it or not. Very if true. you think about it, you probably know your best friend's skills mm-hmm. and she probably doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So even just asking your friends and family members, it's a great, great place to start to find out what your skills are and then really just thinking about what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that'll kind of help you find your topic of whatever you want to start in. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a blog and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever. Um, it could just be a product or like an Etsy store, but you're going to get, I mean, it's not going to be for you if you're not interested in it and exactly. if you're not good at it, right? Yeah. So we don't love anything until we're 
good at it or we don't love anything that we're not good at. So mm-hmm. knowing what your skills are and knowing what you're interested in are really just the first places to start. Um, and then really thinking about the medium that you want to take. So mm-hmm. SE is great, um, but if you're not a product person, if you can't think of a product to sell, then maybe just starting a blog or whatever it is, even mm-hmm. if it's just a Instagram account. Like there's so mm-hmm. many people that have just you know, have started side businesses on Instagram, posting travel photos or whatever it is. So um, just kind of try to think of the platform that you want to use to start building an audience because no matter what you do, you have to have that audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, so whatever way you choose, you can, I mean, I think it's really powerful to start a website. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you're starting an Etsy store, you probably want a website as well. Mm -hmm. So that, And I think it's just a good skill set. And I I could be biased Mm -hmm. because I work in digital marketing, so I love that kind of stuff. But I think it's just such a good skill set that our kind of generation needs to have. You need to have some web savvy. So I feel like no matter what you're going to do in the future, you're going to have to know how to do some of these website stuff. Like really, if you don't know how to use WordPress, you should probably watch a video tutorial right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's like 500, 500 million people or websites on WordPress. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's in like North America alone. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. It's huge. You have to know WordPress. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like start start a website. You're going to need a, per- I mean, seriously, in all honesty, in, in 10 years, if you don't have a website, you're just going to be like living under a rock. You exactly. need a website. Like even if it's and a please make resume. it mobile friendly people. Yeah. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> it drives me bonkers. Well, like now there is like the, the whole mobile get in thing that happens. So your website legit has to be mobile friendly. Otherwise Google won't index it, but please don't. Don't do that. Please. Don't mess around with people like that. No, no. It just drives me bonkers. Okay, that's just a rant on my part, anyway. And that could just be a theme. Yeah. Just make sure that your yeah, theme yeah. is mobile. You can friendly. buy themes. Like, I don't know if anyone knows this, but from my blog, for the first, I guess, two and a half years, I actually had my older sister who is a really good web designer design my site from scratch. And oh my God, I can't believe I actually made her, made, she, she, make, she made a uh, total website theme, but I was hosted on Tumblr terrible idea oh. i was literally too cheap to pay for hosting so that's why we did that yeah and uh, then i switched to wordpress and then she kind of rejigged some things and then after that, i'm like mm, i kind of want to refresh it and so i bought a theme for 50 dollars. 50 dollars, people it really doesn't even cost and, and for like a brand new website that makes you know lets me do everything that i want so it doesn't actually cost you it won't have to cost you a lot of money to get a website up and running totally like bluehost which is what i use costs 65 dollars a year yeah like PC, PC. How, and then another thing that I always say to people who are kind of like hesitating to spend that money, I'm like, you spent like fifty thousand dollars on your degree yeah. for a job that you do not even know whether you're going to like, mm-hmm. exactly, or or be good at, yeah. or even get a job, mm-hmm. and you won't even spend a hundred dollars to start something that you know you're going to love. Mm-hmm. Or guaranteed, you spend that much on coffee this like totally. Per month. <laughs> like so, you won't coffee. even notice that you. And it's true. It's like I bought several things for my blog and this podcast um and i haven't even noticed it in my budget i'm like oh it's fine i made up the money somehow or i cut back somewhere it's not a big deal exactly yeah and i think that most mostly people that complain about that stuff or that don't do it because of the money that's just a procrastination tactic it's an excuse for sure because i mean frankly it's in the grand scheme of things that's not a lot of money it is no you need to have a self-hosted website regardless yeah. of whether or not it's a blog or resume a portfolio or whatever it is you mm-hmm. need to have one so get on that train mm-hmm. right away totally um and then if you are serious about it i have a whole series about launching um unsettled.org yeah. forward slash launching 
or launch. I'll launch. include that in the show notes. Yeah, include <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> I don't be remember. Easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can kind of do it the right way or whatever. But I just start somewhere. Just wow. start. Like that's just, all you got to do. Just do it. I almost want to, and I think I'm going to include this in the show notes. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a video that's circulating with Shia LaBeouf. And oh my gosh, I'm going to send it to you. It is the funniest thing. It is the most motivational video ever. It's just, it's an art piece. And he's just yelling at you saying, do it, just do it. And you're like, I think I will. (laughs) I love it. Sometimes you just need someone to yell at you and say, just do it. (laughs) Totally. And you need to kick yourself in the butt sometimes. Yes. So I recently actually started this project with my community where I'm like, you know what? I am not taking enough risks. Mm-hmm. And like your all of your growth happens outside of your comfort zone. So, so true. Get out of your comfort zone. So I'm trying to encourage my community to do this, but I have to lead by example because yeah. I wouldn't be a good leader if I weren't. Mm-hmm. So I've started to take like these really uncomfortable risks every day where I'm like, that sounds kind of terrible. It's awful, uncomfortable but. risks. No, so like <laughs> not like every terrible. day. Yeah. So for the month of June, so I'm only three days in, but I'm yeah. writing down like these like really uncomfortable situations. But that will benefit me. Yeah. So they're like, you know, <laughs> growth just opportunities. Acts of randomness. Okay. Totally. So like I would ask somebody to so like an influencer that had reached out to me before, like who has like a huge following, for instance. I asked him to send me an endorsement so I could use his social proof. Mm-hmm. Um that was my today's and I haven't heard back from him yet, so knock knock on wood. <laughs> but um <laughs> there's no wood around, so no I made wood that around. Sound. So yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend that was a wood yeah. sound. Yeah. <laughs> um and then one the first day I I pitched um, a very popular podcaster mm-hmm. to be an interviewer or interviewee mm-hmm. on my show. Um, and he said, yes. So awesome. like the two previous days, it's just, yeah. it's been so good. So yeah. like you and have to kick yourself of that, in the you just, Yeah. You just have to do, you have to mm-hmm. try if you don't, you know, and sometimes you think, oh, I can't ask that person because they're too, you know, big or popular or whatever. Actually, so they're most likely fine because if it benefits them in some way, why wouldn't they want to do it? And uh, like, just as an example, like Josh does that a ton for his freelancing business and he actually did something very similar. I think uh, when we first moved to Toronto, didn't know anyone. So I did grow his network and find new clients every day. He would do something, yeah, kind of uncomfortable and send out an email to someone that he didn't know and kind of being like, hey, do you want to meet for coffee so I can pick your brain? Or, you know, I think you'd be really good for this or blah, 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 blah. And, you know, two years later, you know, we're looking at his kind of network of clients and people he's worked with or just friends in the industry, it's like, wow, it's grown. And I'm pretty sure most of those people, lots of them were connections from connections that he like emailed randomly when we moved to Toronto. So it's like, huh, if he hadn't done that, we wouldn't be in the spot now where he has this big network of, you know, clients to work with. Totally. And the worst they can say is no. Exactly. And then move on to the next person. They may say yes. Yeah, exactly. So I like, my emails are always like, I'm so nervous when I send them and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just reached out. Totally. But I'll always say in it, like, just kind of like save face. I'm always like, this is actually part of a project. So if you are, and then it just kind of like makes, I think it makes people be like, oh, I kind of want to support her or whatever. Um, but like, for instance, reaching out to people who are like way above you, I had Jeff Goins on my show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and he said to me, and he's a huge influencer, like he has a huge following, mm-hmm. he's a best-selling author, Absolutely. like he's amazing. And he said to me, like, you just need to reach out to people because you never know, like those influencers that you think won't have any time for you, more than often than not, everyone thinks that, so they just don't. Yeah, like, and so no one no, contacts so them. So nobody contacts them. So he's like, so fr- oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so like the people that I've reached out to, I've gotten an amazing. Like I think I'm sure that tons of people contact them. That's mm-hmm. not the issue. But like if you're just genuine and you actually want to have a relationship with this person, and you're like, 
you know, mm-hmm. you're just like a nice, normal person. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, sweet. And if you're not asking them for the moon, if you're asking them for like a quote about yeah. how they liked your work, then yeah. they'd be like, oh, sure. Why not? Exactly. Like people are good. They yeah. want to support each other. Yeah. As long as you're just not weird about it. Like, yeah, I get like don't the, be freak. some of that, like the people that email me about like, hey, let's do this partnership or whatever. The people that I respond back to just seem like real legit people. And they'll always say like, this will benefit you in this manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the people yeah. that I ignore immediately or, you know, they'll just email me and be like, this is what we want. I'm like, okay. And like, what the hell? Why would I help you if what's you're not going to help me? me? Yeah. What's in it for me? Why would I just help you for no reason? Totally. So sometimes you just have to you know, think about it from their perspective. If someone emailed you asking for something, what would you want in their email to you? Exactly. Yeah. And probably just don't cold email them oh with gosh. a request for something. No, I get this all the time. It drives me bonkers. Like, or they just, they, they'll just start with a hi. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my name is on my front page. My or blog, when they're like, um, I also, I blog <laughs> at a personal finance blog called Suburban Finance and I'll have people say, hi, Suburban Blogger. And I'm like, that's not, that's not my, my name. name. It's on the sidebar. Well, yeah. Or it's like, there's <laughs> most likely an about page or a contact page. Like how long does it take like to find that? Like just do your due diligence. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's just. It's absurd. It drives me bonkers. Riff raff. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like I've learned a lot and I think I'm going to like go make an Etsy store right now. Do it, Jess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I actually did create one a while ago. I can't remember the name of them. I'm going to have to do something. It was for like sassy coasters or something. One day. That's I'm amazing. Make all the coasters. <laughs> I just have to learn how to make them. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. If you'd like more information about this episode, find out some of the links that we talked about. Um, make sure to check out the show notes at momoneymohouses.com slash 13. And one of the things that Sarah mentioned was um, website hosting. So if you're interested in starting your own website from personal experience, go self-hosted right away. Don't try to find another way to do it. I did it and it was awful. So um, there's a lot of different hosts out there. I personally recommend one called Bluehost. And if you're interested, I do actually have an affiliate link uh, in the show notes that will actually give you a special deal for a limited time. So you may want to check that out, momoneymohouses.com slash 13, or check out momoneymohouses.com slash bluehost. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And make sure to check back next Wednesday for my interview with Catherine from the personal finance blog, Plunged in Debt. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.